This week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. Yeah, you are. You feeling it? Ah, it's <clears throat> bobbing my head. I'm seeing you. <clears throat> you've done this a few times recently, like in our last recording, but like just harnessing your chi or refocusing. <laughs> like, first thing you did when you got here, you're like, <sighs> like traffic got you. Traffic was terrible, man. And then I've right- lived here my whole life, and I it has never taken me. A half hour to get between two spots in Vancouver in my life. And it took me that long to get here today from Hazeldale yeah. to like, I'm not even going to call it East Vancouver because this isn't no. 164th. No. This is Mill Pine. Mm-hmm. It's like middle of central Vancouver. It's like Vancouver. central Vancouver. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Everybody, like, I mean, I guess it is five o'clock. But it is, yeah. Man, there's just. Dude, there's too many people. What here. day is it? Thursday. Today is Thursday. Oh damn! Okay. I just don't get it, man. I, I if you don't like it, you I, get nor- it. Like normally, <laughs> normally I, I, I either get off before or after main rush hour. Okay. Or I'm working from home, so me. I thought we were going, talking about you coming over or, here. Or working from home, I just my day is mm-hmm. like I log off the computer and I roll over and I I get my afternoon nap. Oh what? You that just, must be nice. Yeah, for now. I've only got a couple more months of that. We'll see, dude. So, um, so yeah, you dude, had to traffic. Come all over here. Dude, traffic. Yeah. So bad. I know. You are a road rager. Dude, so many people just every taking multiple light cycles <laughs> just to get through one light. Yeah. It took me. On Mill Plane? It yeah. It took me two. It took me. I, had the, I got through Misery Business <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, I got through Misery Business, uh-huh. and I got through uh, I'd Do Anything by uh, Simple Plan. Okay. Just from Hazeldale Avenue to the uh, 99th, 99th Street uh, on-ramp in Hazeldale. In like Hazeldale. Oh, okay. Ooh. Tell me about it. Dude, I told you the secret route. I'll have to show you that secret okay. route. I'm telling you, it's quicker, faster, better. But do you and ever like when you're? St- but so moving on. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So do you ever put your Spotify on shuffle? No, I'm not a psychopath. Okay. <laughs> well, apparently I am. Okay. And I put it on shuffle on like my created playlists. Like, you shuffle through your playlists. Yes. Okay, I've I, never done that. Okay, I have a pop punk. Oh, like you're selecting a playlist, then hitting shuffle. Yeah. That's different. I thought you were just shuffling through like liked songs. Oh no. No. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. I never do that. I pick a playlist and shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I pick my pop punk playlist. Okay. And every time I hit shuffle, dude, the first thing that it plays mm-hmm. is stolen by Dashboard Confessional. Okay. That's not when I'm plugging into pop punk. Yeah. That is not take the, it off the list. But I like the song. Well, I, there you is don't a, like it on that there list. There is a time that it, I want to want to listen to that. Mid, mid shuffle. Yes, not but the, not, not, not the first one. It cannot be the first one. <laughs> okay. Like, come on, Spotify. Yeah. Know your audience better with your algorithm. Oh, okay. Okay. This is a beautiful transition. Mm-hmm. 
to what? Spotify. Oh yeah. <laughs> True. I didn't even I didn't even You're so good at what you do, you yeah. didn't even know it. Yeah. This is a professional <laughs> podcast host. Um before we get to that, we'll just check in a little bit. How you doing, Dan? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I just this week has been long. It's Thursday, okay. Tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's like my f- this is my first full five day week in a couple weeks. Yeah, because I had mon, I had the Monday off. Yeah, w- for Martin Luther King Day, mm-hmm. and then I took last Wednesday off to hunt mm. for the la- during the last week of the season. Okay, and then now I'm back to like the first full, full week. five days. Yeah. So it's just kind of just been just been a long. It's week. always the worst, dude. And you know what I was thinking about like now that we're both in government positions. And ha- they, there's kind of frequent days off, mm-hmm. like at least once a month. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't imagine me like taking extensive days off because one, I don't hate my job, mm-hmm. and two, I got at least one to look forward to within like a thirty day cycle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So because I would always say like, how do these people in these jobs just build up like hundreds of hours of PTO? Well, I mean, if you get all these holidays off, then you don't really need to take days off. Yeah, you're not really you're, unless there's like specific things you're taking right, vacation right. for, like yeah. So, I would have taken one today if I could have. I told you a little bit before, mm-hmm. but I was up to like 3 a.m. with the damn dogs. It was sucky. I got up at six, Oof. and then I went in, and my trainer was there, and I was like, "Dude, I bit. I didn't go to sleep till three. I got up at six. He's like." noted got it and i go i'm gonna be like fuck you but also like you're cool mm-hmm. <laughs> within like a flip of a coin he's like i got it you're good i was like cool nice. so yeah dude so you're on your first full week back you're raging how is um pre-fatherhood feeling let's check in on that um we've kind of settled on a name oh, okay cool cool yeah um not you gonna f- reveal it no, yet. no don't um we're just because when we were trying out names mm-hmm. we would always get like yes weird feedback yes and it's just kind of yes. like don't do it yeah no we're don't just, ever do it yeah don't ever we do learn it. our lesson yeah that. yeah so you, you just don't say anything and then when it happens you're like this is the name mm-hmm. it's like what yeah that's the name now say something like it's already the name now so if mm-hmm. you're gonna say something give some feedback whether you hate it or like it mm-hmm. it's like no people no one's gonna want to tell you they hate it yeah yeah. I mean, unless they're dicks, but mm-hmm. <laughs> people are, are so weird. There are a lot of dicks out there. Though. Yeah, but why do they give a fuck? People are weird, dude. Why did they, Why are they making it their business? It's not their business. I don't know. People are very strange these days. These days? Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. People are so dumb. I was reading about Ted Cruz before we started, dude. I'm like, I'm like, you were like kind of like shitting on him like in just the veracity in which you said like you hate him mm-hmm. like you cannot stand him i'm like yeah okay jay cool pump the brakes dude no i'm he's an idiot <laughs> he's, he's, an, he's so dumb he's the worst human being yeah he's just trying to wear whatever hat he needs to to fit in mm-hmm. and it's it's like everyone sees through it like you might get reelected just because of what's the word i'm looking for um just because he's been yeah there for so mm-hmm. long, how long has he been there? How many terms? I think he's on his third right now. Okay, well, that's not that's not too long, right? But still, the point is uh, that 
I mean, people see through it, and they're just like, dude, like, president, he'll never, ever, ever. Like, he obviously has aspirations to be president. It'll never happen. No. And ever. I, I and, and the thing is, like, he does so much damage to everything else in his quest to get there. <laughs> yes. And he doesn't And he doesn't have, so like, the, the self or the ability to self-reflect yeah. and have, like, the understanding that, like, dude, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, like stop just stop and every time he puts on like one hat it like contradicts everything he said but when he was wearing the other hat Mm -hmm. and it's like you moron you look so dumb right now yeah he's really bad it's just i just can't believe he got up there and it was like with this with biden saying that he's going to nominate the first uh african-american woman which is only six percent of the population Mm -hmm. he's telling the other 94 percent that he doesn't care about you yeah it's like Wait. Okay. So, let me get let me get this straight. Yeah. Someone from another race couldn't possibly represent another people from other races. No. So we're looking at everything specifically through, through the lens, through of, the lens race. of race. Yeah. I, that it's just I I could not believe he went there. Because I'm like, dude, you don't look like me. You can't represent me as an American. Makes no sense. In an able, especially. In an apolitical, in an apolitical position. position. Yeah. Absolutely. When if you were to stack the records mm-hmm. the, of the five people who are like who have been like thought of as being on the short list. Okay. Have you looked at their records? Mm-mm. Incredible. Really? Incredible. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're talking all Harvard, Yale grads, yeah. like time on the bench, just completely making the last two trump nominees look like complete lightweights yeah it's just not even it's um identity politics is what it is dude yeah so you can only nominate <laughs> so according to ted cruz you can only nominate people who look like the majority yes that's what he's saying yeah and that i'm sorry again he's gross. not he's not white supremacist yeah <laughs> dude his last name's cruz man Jesus, his last name man. ends in a z I've yeah. always said that we'll never see a president with a born in Canada. The last name who ends with a Z. Yeah, we won't. Not in my lifetime. They're not putting no Latino in the friggin' White House. I don't know. We did elect a guy named Barack Obama. <sighs> That's true, dude. I finished the book. Did you? I did. Got some thoughts, but some thoughts saved for the ne- for the Spotify talk. But mm-hmm. um, pretty good. Uh, he goes through the whole kind of planning and thoughts on. Um, uh, the raid to get Osama bin Laden, mm. which is really interesting. He gives a few pages to Donald Trump um, early on, um, and you can just like I don't I don't I didn't know any of this, but apparently Trump during the oil spill in the Gulf like reached out to the White House and was like, "Hey, like let me run point on this, let me solve this problem," and they're like, "We're good." Mm-hmm. So they said no, <laughs> and then he was like, "Hey, uh, let me build a ballroom." Like a like a pretty extravagant ballroom in the White House, and they said, "Now nah, we're good." So odd. It's so odd. He's so weird. And then, I mean, it sounds like after those two denials, we kind of see this spiral because early on, in the first two years of Obama administration, he was kind of in interviews like praising Obama. But then after, I'm assuming what was him trying to like insert himself into some political mm-hmm. solutions or. <laughs> construction uh he had his feelings hurt and then birtherism happened yeah 
And so let's get to Spotify because okay. I have the birtherism stuff kind of leads me into how I feel about the Spotify thing. Okay. But you, it was your topic, so let's... No, I just, something I, I noticed that I thought would be an interesting topic for you and I to discuss. Okay. I don't really have some super, like, well, just well thought about out it. argument. What happened? Well, I mean, Joe Rogan, who's probably one of the biggest names in this... Pla- no, he in this, is the he biggest He is the name. biggest name in this kind of long-form discussion yeah. podcast. Yes. Uh, in an era where this kind of discussion, like this kind of medium mm-hmm. is huge. Like everybody has a, at least Everyone. one podcast they listen right. to. Uh, whereas growing up, podcasts were never a yeah. thing. Like talk radio was barely a thing mm-hmm. when, with us growing up. So, I mean, he's definitely... Dude, we're like Frasier. He's definitely kind of like a... He's definitely a... Uh, I mean, talk radio was C-SPAN. Like that was it. Yeah. I felt like. Yeah. And uh, NPR, which nobody ever listened to. Yeah. Um, but... Joe Rogan is kind of a pioneer in that, like in that respect. Like he's taken it to another. He's the taken magnitude it, of what he's, he's taken it yeah. to to another level. Yeah, and like I never really knew what to think of him. I've never been like a, a listener of okay. his. I've tuned in to specific interviews with okay. people I have found interesting, mm-hmm. but I've never been like, oh, I find what he does like insightful. Okay, or, but there are a lot of people who like he is their source of information yes which kind of gets to the point that you and i have always made is that when you have that platform you have a responsibility okay but then also when you're using something like yes he has a platform Mm -hmm. like but he has to go through another company to get that to the masses now 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 so like spotify yeah has a say in like in the con if he's going to use spotify yeah he is seeding some of his creative autonomy yeah yeah in this in uh to more than he used to because mm-hmm. there was no there was no overseer of anything he was doing well how did you tune into joe rogan prior to him being on every spotify? podcast same way, same way you would with this okay but there's still a streaming service you'd have to go through like he doesn't own his own streaming service no but he still it was on Google Podcasts, it was on Spotify, it was on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. it's on everything. Yeah, but all of those like Spotify mm-hmm. can be like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna censor you because we don't like the kind of stuff you're putting out." And never have, and never have. Yeah. yeah. So, but he's never been this controversial. There's the stakes. Sure. Have ne- the stakes have never been as high as they are right now okay. with misinformation, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Kay. because you're talking about you misinfor- can move that stuff, misinformation <laughs> about a disease. That has killed virus, yeah, a virus mm-hmm. that has killed eight hundred plus thousand Americans. Okay, so I'm on that, Joe's side. That's kind of and my, Spotify side. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. I still subscribe to Spotify. Yeah. So we have artists who are leaving the platform mm-hmm. because Spotify is not regulating the misinformation that's on Joe's show. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Um, did you watch Joe's video that he released the other day? Where he talked about how he's going to do more research he's and stuff do, like that. Yeah, do yeah. better, be mm-hmm. better, right? But what does that mean? Well, he, he kind of described it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But, do, but do, also, you believe, do you believe him? Yes. 
100%. I haven't listened to him recently, right? Since his most controversial, like I would say over this, since the pandemic, Mm -hmm. he's gotten more controversial because he's having uh, virologists and scientists with dissenting opinions to the consensus. That's the issue here. That is the issue. Yeah. So why is that a problem? Because of the implications of listeners or to the listeners or choices made by the listeners because they're going to because they do. He's their sole source of information. So because of that, Joe is not allowed to have conversations with dissenting people, professionals, Mm -hmm. scientists with dissenting opinions to learn more. Yeah, but I guess I would have to see like who has he had on there because honestly, like. The dissenting science... Literally some of the most decorated scientists... Are dissenting. There's like two that he has had, and the two are the most um, controversial because their opinion is dissenting. I get what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but regardless, it's still his fucking show. And the the long forum is... uh, I will take that... uh, Okay. I feel like... Some people are wise enough and smart enough to hear that and say there's some interesting ideas there, but counter to the consensus of all of these scientists, you know, I'm. it's interesting to hear that opinion, that differing opinion, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I just think there's a, there's a space and a place for maybe not... I don't know. Maybe not dissenting opinions. I don't know. I feel like there is. But just for that conversation of the nuances of everything. What I'm saying, what I'm, my, my, this is all founded on my annoyance with mainstream media. Where everything is sold for um, uh, 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 commercials and, and for likes and for revenue. And that gets me back to the Obama book. Donald Trump spreading birtherism was not just limited to Fox News. All these news stations, MSNBC, everyone, CNN, had Donald Trump on their networks saying the same stupid shit. And now they're all shocked. Oh, my God. He's the worst. He's the president. He's the worst. It's like you fuckers helped him facilitate these conspiracy theories in ten and two minute sound bites to which you had to cut off and say okay so you don't think he's born in the united states and here's a quick advertisement from pfizer and it's like what the fuck kind of medium is that joe has these long-form conversations where he's probably not the most prepared (laughs) and i don't know he's a bro he's a bro it'd be like anyone not a doctor talking to a scientist and trying to decipher the information that he's getting. But I think when it boils it down, when I boil it down to just simply this, and maybe that's too much is just boiling it down to simply this, just appreciating and valuing the space to have conversations. Then I'm on his side, but maybe it's more complex than that. Mm. I yeah, I mean, yes, with almost with most topics. Okay. But when you're talking about... He is giving legitimacy to an ec- to echo like to echo chambers. Okay. 
because he's being quoted by by the very people who are out there really championing anti-vax yes. messaging, anti-mask messaging. Um, and I, I th- do, I think he is, I think he's, com- he, you, I think he tries to use his, he's like, Oh, I'm just a bro. I'm kind of ignorant. Yeah. I don't know shit about fuck, but I'm just going to sit here, smoke <laughs> weed and have this long, yeah. this long conversation. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk and say all you want. And because I'm unprepared, I'm not really going to come back at you. Okay. Dude, you, you have the responsibility to be prepared for those, in, for those interviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is most He's, of the time, but not enough. I dude, when he had Edward Snowden on, mm-hmm. and I, I do, I hate Edward Snowden. Okay. Like I despise the stuff that he did. Okay. We've had a we've had a whole conversation. Yeah. We don't need to rehash that. We've had yeah. a whole conversation, multiple conversations about Edward Snowden. He let Edward Snowden completely off the hook. Mm-hmm. Completely off the hook in stuff that like when even when I was more ignorant about the stuff that Edward Snowden did and who yeah. he was, I was like, dude. There are just like you don't even have to know a lot about anything okay. to be like, oh, what you're saying doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm gonna stop you there and like make you go back. I mean, I just don't take my word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen okay, to should, that interview again because I'm just there's multiple times when I'm like, you should push back on that. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're really being who, if you're the seeker of information. Yes, you're you're just all you're doing is like he has just created the space for whomever wants to come on and just say anything they want. Yeah. Like I watched him do an interview with with uh, Ted Nugent. Okay. And Ted Nugent just comes on there and just starts calling everybody who's taken the vaccine sheep and all of this sh- shit that just it's just super inflammatory mm-hmm. and Rogan is just sitting there letting it I letting mean, what it is go. he supposed to do? Call those fuckers out. Okay. Argue with them. Mm-hmm. But he just like sits back and lets those people go. Okay. So you're cur- like, I don't know. He, I think he, he's just complicitly letting all of that shit out into the airwaves and that then can be used to reinforce the echo chambers that are already out there. Okay. Okay. And I think, I think he has a responsibility to understand how his platform is influencing yes. the world around him. What I didn't consider, because you're always the the of sound mind to my chaos, um, is the podcast alone, I'm okay with. But what you're talking about is the reinforcement of the echo chambers, right? If there wasn't this insane, quote, side of people who were detached from reality and conspiracy-consuming psychopaths, who then use what is on his platform to reinforce what their choices are, mm-hmm. then maybe the podcast alone would be okay. But because it's reinforcing those ideas and he's not really pushing back on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen him have people with dissenting, two guests with vastly different opinions on things like, um, uh, I think it was like... Um, censorship on the internet or something Mm -hmm. right and just having two people with opposing views and kind of just being a facilitator between the two that's fun that's good that's what i i'm hoping that now that since that video Mm -hmm. i'm hoping he's talking about having one guest on that says vaccines are bullshit and then the next episode have a next uh, someone saying no that you need to get vaccinated which okay i see what you're doing there but i like the idea of him being more of a facilitator of the two opposing ideas Mm mm-hmm Right, because right now all he does on one episode 
is facilitate the ramblings of one side. Yes. So and I'm then not- you and then you can have like okay, well, I want to ha- I want to balance this out by having another guest on another episode that's saying completely different. But in the meantime, everybody who already agrees with the, the ramblings one, of yeah. the first one has already taken it and spread it around and they're not all over the, the internet the and they're one. not going to listen to the next one. Yeah. So Joe Rogan foreclaims his Spotify podcast fact checked. So I have here some of the quotes that he had because I wanted to know like what what specifically is just like. Is it, is it really that insane of the things he's saying? So the first one is on um, the vaccine can alter your genes. Quote, this is not a vaccine. This is essentially gene therapy. That's what Rogan said. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's using his podcast and his in his like, I'm just a bro facade to escape accountability. Ivermectin can cure COVID. Quote, Ivermectin alone is capable. So he had Brett Weinstein, an American author and professor of biology, who said Ivermectin alone is capable of driving the pathogen to extinction. Ivermectin alone. Yeah. Um, Another claim is... (laughs) Oh, this is the virologist Robert Malone. If you can get vaccinated... If you get vaccinated after having had covid you're at greater risk of harmful side effects one of rogan's most controversial guests has been the virologist robert malone mr malone was banned from twitter in december last year for violating its covid misinformation policies he appeared on the podcast shortly after um so one thing i did see was he had i don't remember who it was that he had on but the next like a guest after this virologist he was telling them like, oh, um, they were talking – it might have been a cardiologist, but they were talking about the effects that the vaccine has versus what COVID has on your heart. Mm. And he was trying to claim that there might be adverse effects on your heart from the vaccine. And the guest was like, no, that's not true. And he called him out right there, and Joe's like, I'm pretty sure it's true. Jamie, look that shit up. So then Jamie looks it up, and he's like, no, it's, it's not true. But if that guest hadn't been there, yes, Joe Rogan, especially as as far as far as the as far as the um, the vaccine in the in COVID has mm-hmm. gone, he has really let his own personal beliefs for sure influence how his show talks and projects information about about COVID nineteen. This is what it was about. It was about myocard myocarditis uh i think that's how you say it sorry micah <laughs> uh i don't think it's true there's an increased risk of myocarditis from people catching covid that are young versus the risk from the vaccine that's what he had said and then the guest was like mm, that's not true and they looked it up and it wasn't true mm. well, so i mean as long if he continues to have if he continues to have people pushing back Yes. From both sides. That's saying, fine. Yeah. Like, I love the idea. That's the same thing that Aaron Rodgers does, too. He goes on Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. which is a the same kind of thing. Pat McAfee kind of plays the dumb Joe Rogan. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just a football guy. Yeah. I just... I, he's like... But then he Tell has... Tell me, Dr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. But then he just has Rogers on there and lets yeah. Rogers just go off, yeah. right? Because, I mean, it's... like. And he tries to play the whole "we're not controlled by anybody" because we we put our stuff out on YouTube, and oh, you're making me realize some shit right now. Keep going. And nobody actually, 
ever checked. Like nobody, he's like, we're we just allow a discussion. Why can't? And I heard I've heard McAfee say this on air with Rogers multiple weeks because he's on every Tuesday with McAfee. And I love I like McAfee's show. I continue to watch McAfee's show even though Aaron Rodgers drives me absolutely bonkers. <laughs> the um, which sucks because I loved Aaron Rodgers. I, I still do as a football player. I love what Aaron Rodgers can do in a football field. It's incredible. But the guy, absolute nut job. The in such a pompous ass. He is such a pomp. I don't know if you've ever watched Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on Pat McAfee. But, no, oh my God. never. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the. So anyway, he but McAfee will just be. I just don't understand why we can't have just a discussion about all of this. Mm-hmm. But dude, it's not like, it's just never. It's never. It's not actually a discussion okay. because Rogers is not actually trying to have a discussion with anybody. Yeah. If he was actually trying to have a discussion about his his beliefs on COVID, mm-hmm. he would go on a platform where he's going to be challenged. Instead, he just mm-hmm. he just allows the the safe space that McAfee's. He just gives per, him a soapbox and then, pretend yeah. ignorance under the guise of I'm just up here saying what I'm going to have to say. But there really is no natural check on that. Yeah in that long form discussion it's like it's easy it's gets super easy right yeah so anyway what you're saying has me thinking so my my biggest gripe prior was just like shitty um mass media right fuck them Mm -hmm. because they're trying to like promote all these ideas for views for clicks for likes yeah well we've just used two examples right here of hosts kind of throwing their hands up and being like dude i'm just a bro i don't know anything but here's your soapbox stand on it and i'll just kind of ask you questions to follow up what you're saying mm-hmm. right if that's the approach then what's the point is the point truly just to have a conversation and hang out or is it for views likes and clicks because if it was really truly about education or or whatever mm-hmm. then you would have that conversation right but for both of these people to then say look dude i don't know anything okay if you don't know anything and you know you don't know anything why are you even having the conversation mm-hmm. for likes clicks and shares yeah otherwise he would just stick to the nfl yeah back if he would just stick to the nfl yes maybe that's it maybe we solved it maybe we solved it's it it's all about money dude money dude, talks it is baby. all about money man you should see the amount of money that a freaking McAfee racks in yeah. with the sports betting. Yeah. Like, I mean, Joe insane. is loaded. Yeah, those guys make a ton of money. So we have a guest on the show, comes in, talking bullshit. We're just hanging out, saying this guest is in the sports world. We'll just say that, for okay. example. We're hanging out. We know they're an athlete, so we're just hanging out, talking about sports. They bring up COVID and start spouting a bunch of nonsense on this show. What do you do? I shut it down. What do you mean you shut it down? You say no, but you just press stop. I just be like, hey, you know, we're not we're not here to discuss this topic. Oh, you silence his rights, dude. It's my platform. (laughs) No, I'm totally (laughs) fucking with you. I know you just you just you're making me explain. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just just taking it down for sure. For sure, taking the exercise down to its completion to its least common denominator. Okay. So there's different ways to handle it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I for me personally. I'm not going to get into a shouting match on COVID because I'm not a scientist. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go with what the consent, I mean, call me a sheep, Yeah, but I'm just, I want to go with, this is what the consensus says. Yeah. yeah. My limited amount of knowledge in the, in the own research that I have done has pointed to, I wear a mask, I get vaccinated. I try to limit my circle of people that I deal with, Mm -hmm. use hand sanitizer regularly 
I'm one like that's limiting my yes my chances of getting it and dying. Like um, understanding like what my parameters are is like how I stay healthy, and that's pretty much what they're asking us to do. I don't know if every little thing is right or wrong, but I know like those are the basics. Yeah. And I feel like I'm pretty safe just like going along with for sure. That. And and that's kind of something that I said with um, basketball to uh, like like going and playing basketball on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. So if I know we're all vaccinated. And I know that we're all I can trust that we're all relatively safe as far as our exposures and what we do. Mm -hmm. And I I wore my mask last week like it's just a choice that I make. Right. Sometimes. So if that's the case, then. I'm okay, Right. Mm -hmm. It's I'm 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 weighing risks versus, you know, I'm weighing risks. Right. So then. But if you're like, hey, I I don't have covid, but like. My wife does, but I'm cool, so I'm going to still come out. It's like, no. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. So it's like it's having an understanding of like what what you're what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I unfortunately, that's kind of where we are. Not just me, but everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't know if that's like privileged or selfish or fucked up. I don't know if it is, but pff, I had that shit. I'm superhuman. But isn't that like ultimately that that is like more or less where the ch- we all have choices yes and they say that well our choices are being limited it's not really a, uh, not really a i don't really think that's a fair argument from the side that's saying like oh this is all personal choice mm-hmm. it's like okay it is to I mean your choices are not being limited like really aren't being limited mm-hmm. you can choose to not get vaccinated right you're just not going to work in a place that requires it yes. you to be vaccinated that's true and it's the same thing with like we are all making, we all are making personal choices yes. based on our understanding of the reality around us. There you go, and taking into account the risk factors. Yes, there you go. Does me going and playing basketball and and slightly raising my list my risk of infection? Yes. How does that weigh in terms of the mental health benefits of exercise, mm-hmm. the other physical health benefits of exercise? Hanging with your bros, hanging with your friends, keeping that social yes. that social structure. And you modify it slightly, either by wearing a mask, mm-hmm. having conversations with people. Hey, like anybody around you been infected with COVID lately? Yeah, like, yeah. And we've had those conversations. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So as long as everybody's open and be and actually having legit back and forth conversations, yes. that's what we're supposed to be. Yes. doing. that's what we're supposed to be point. doing. That's a great point. You're making me feel better about my choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Thank you for making me feel better. I mean, um, I go out and play flag football every Sunday right. with a bunch of people who are not masked. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, but I'm outdoors. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm vaccinated, boosted. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, boosted already. Mm-hmm. I gotta get boosted, bro. I have like till the end of this month <laughs> before oh. my boost runs out. Oh, your natural boost. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had the infusion as well mm-hmm. so well i heard if you drink capri sun is that real yeah it i helps love with, it capri helps, suns it dude. helps with covid mo- mo- the mountain rush specifically oh is that good is that even good i think that's a cherry one isn't it cherry is good i think that's not called mountain rush i don't think so they wouldn't do that that's too confusing okay <laughs> um what else was i gonna say um you wanted to talk about i think this is so interesting you i you know i said hey do you have any things you want to talk about um you text me and said George Orwell. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 nervous. 
Why? I don't know. Why do you want to talk? I, because you've been diving into like little histories lately, mm-hmm. and like I don't want you. You were bringing up something the other day about somebody. Oh, oh, in our ta- in our text. Oh, yeah, uh, Anne Rand. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want you to like uncover something about Orville where you're, Orwell, where you're just like fuck George Orwell. No, like no okay. Orwell. No, I I I came out of my little history dive into George Orwell. F- feeling better about him as so a, you did as a it person. yeah see i knew it i knew it i knew it if i'm gonna like uphold somebody who like i'm gonna like oh like they put out a philo- like a worldview and a philosophy that i can take things from and attribute it to my like to yes. how i look at the world okay. like not taking george orwell's writing as gospel okay but that's what the if prob- he was a douche but he had, he, he made animal look, sure okay sure like i can take things from people who were douches and be like i like this story jk, JK rowling, rowling. <laughs> um but with Anne Rand, is that she like completely made? If you follow her, you had to follow her completely, as if she was like some messiah. Okay, and that's the problem. I have no idea. Who and that's that is. the problem. Like, f you. She's like the mother of uh, of uh, liber- like libertarian. Oh, thought okay, okay. Because she she came from the Soviet she came from the Soviet Union. She wrote in eventually she she moved to the United States. She wrote this book called Atlas Shrugged. And it it's okay. all, and it's all about how um, and it's this fictional story, but it's it's more of like a uh, uh, it's kind of like an analogy for government intrusion and how it like mm. and how government intrusion in the economy creates complacency and apathy and basically makes ever like destroys society, whereas like. And then everybody, all of these business owners, eventually at the end of the book, they like escape to this like utopia where there's no government and business owners, and it just allows for this all this innovation. And, oh and my it's, word, that it's, sounds boring. Dude, it is it, because that's why like libertarian is just the other side of the coin from from communism, right? They mm-hmm. look, they look, they exist on paper, they look great on paper, yeah. But in actuality and reality, when you're talking about personal, like you're talking about individual interests and self interests, that's where both libertarianism and communism fall apart. Um. Anyway, she but she constantly talked about she railed against government intrusion, railed against like she always talked about how individualism. She it was like individualism being an individualized person, only relying on yourself for your own like for your own success. Yeah. Don't taking handouts. Don't take help. Be that like rugged individual. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end of her life, to help pay out like to help make ends meet, she was taking social security. Like, oh. so she wasn't like, but she was constantly anybody who like disagreed with her slightly because she created this whole mindset okay. um, called uh, the rational, like basically it was like the reasonableists from uh, um, Parks and Rec, the guys oh. that talked about Thorpe, the, the, oh, I don't remember. the, the fire, the dragon with a volcano mouth that was going to come and destroy the world. Oh, so they, okay. Kept, okay, so okay. they kept renting out the park and then... Uh, Anyway, yeah, like the, she created this whole like this whole philosophy, this yeah. like cult of philosophy around her beliefs about individualism and um, anti-government intrusion, mm-hmm. like complete laissez-faire capitalism. Um, and I, th- I think it was like it was like the object it was objectivists, okay, is what she called it. She and labeled any, these people that that was her like group of oh, followers. Okay. We like, are the objectivists. it was like it was like objectivism. Okay, she she called the philosophy objectivism, and then anybody who like followed that was objectivists. Okay, she railed against totalitarianism because she grew up. 
she was born mm. prior to the communist revolution the, the the russian revolution in 1917 yeah and then lived through the early years of leninism and stalinism before yeah. coming to the united states so she hated she constantly talked about how she hated totalitarianism and trying in control on thought mm-hmm. but mm. she did the exact thing to her own followers anybody right. who anybody who wasn't completely um in line with her thinking within that realm of objectivism oh interesting she just booted out of she booted out of the club yeah like she completely distanced herself she hated like the libertarians mm-hmm. like libertarianism which spawned from her like her thought and uh she completely she hated she hated libertarianism she called them like frauds oh interesting. so it's just like because they diverted from an element of what her thought was mm-hmm. yeah interesting so she was a phony Okay. That was a way more of a long talk than I wanted to have on Ayn Rand. Yeah, I know. But Sorry for bringing it up. You're fine. George Orwell, <laughs> yes. who is someone we both know yeah. and have read, mm-hmm. uh, he, interesting enough, was... So he... he it's inter- His history is really interesting. I'm, I'm interested in his history. I, I want to just say this real quick. Um, because um, the only book I've ever read of his was Animal Farm. Mm. And in my quest of reading as many books as I possibly can before the end of the year, I finished Barack Obama's book and I'm like, okay, well now what? And I'm like, you know what? 1984. Mm. So I'm reading it. You are? Yes. That was his last book. Did you okay. Know that? I did not. He finished it right before. He basically, it published like two weeks before he died. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in 1984, an animal farm, interesting, he wrote after he kind of... He still called him. He still considered himself a socialist yeah. to the day he died. Okay, but those were anti. Those were analogies for basically for anti-communism because mm-hmm. he saw the corrupt, the corrosive hypocrisy, hypoc- hypocritical nature of communism okay. in practice mm-hmm. in terms of its wanting to control people's um, control people's actions and thought. Yes, there was no like objectification. There was no marketplace of ideas. Yeah, like he thought that communism should be. So he basically was calling out the detractors because he even fought in in a he left England to go fight as basically a guerrilla fighter mm-hmm. in the Spanish Civil War uh, prior to World War Two and was fighting with a like Russian backed separatist movement mm-hmm. in Spain on behalf of the communists mm-hmm. and then had to flee because they they lost. Yeah, but he got really wow. he got really upset with. The totalitarian nature that the communism that communism especially understood when once the transition happened from lenin to stalin yeah uh, and stalin's more like i'm going to use communism as a tool to consolidate power yes um and corrupted the the ideas behind communism mm-hmm. and that's when orwell was like i can't stand for this hypocrisy f you i'm writing these i'm writing animal farm in 1984 to expose your asses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he got kicked out of like the comp the global communist movement right but he still considered himself to the day he died a socialist right which finds it really interesting to me that um even conservative like conservatives take his writings and uphold him as like this big conservative like mm. pro-capitalist yes um champion but if you read his earlier works uh like down and out and uh down and out in london and paris mm-hmm. uh very much uh very critical of systems like that dehumanize okay. individuals very um very very critical of traditional institutions uh that uphold inequality like right so not a conser- not a conservative by any means no. in his like his time so he prior to that like he grew up in a 
in a, like a decently well-off middle-class household mm-hmm. and then enlisted uh, in the colonial police force in Burma, which is like the most remote part of the British um, of the uh, of the British Empire because right. he wanted to serve. And then he gets there and he hated it because, one, he saw what the imperial co- colonial machine was doing to indigenous people, mm-hmm. but also like so he... But then he couldn't fully, because of his his role there and like his race, yes. he couldn't fully uh, he couldn't help the people like he thought he was going to help because so they they were distant to him. Mm. But then he couldn't fully go along with what the colonial mission was, so he yeah. didn't really fit in with the people around him. Two of the day he died, he was a consummate like I'm going to call out hypocrisy wherever it exists, mm-hmm. and he really did that. Like yeah. he put himself at odds consistently with the hands that fed him really like whether it was the british government or it was the uh you know communist separatists Mm -hmm. like people who were funding his works like uh a writer in spain prior to the spanish revolution Mm -hmm. paid him to write a like a really pro-socialist um critique on uh the british industrial revolution that Mm -hmm. was happening in in around that time and he and he wrote something that the guy didn't like and the guy was like you need to fix this and orwell's like no you can publish it as it is <laughs> and the guy published it but like basically wrote this whole prologue about how orwell's just a, a, a phony oh wow so but still published it but still published it oh, but like wrote word. this whole pro- prologue saying uh, i don't agree with anything orwell says mm-hmm. here blah 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 blah. but i mean orwell got his five thousand dollar commission for writing the book yeah but it's just consistent <laughs> but consistently like calling out hypocrisy yeah. where it existed whether you agree with him or not it's pretty cool that it he, is cool. he lived. He was a guy that really lived up to his um, his own beliefs, right. which I, I right. admire. Does that strengthen some of the things that you and I were talking about recently? In regards to what? Um, an obligation you have? Oh, uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I value that. I valued even the fact that you said, like, I'm going to... I'm, I, this is an obligation and a commitment that I've made, but I'm going to stay committed because because I have made the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, what a good dude. Because I would not. <laughs> I, I in the first chance I get, I, I I'll tell someone to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not like. I guess in that regard, I'm not like Orwell, but I respect. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. That's not what I meant. I value your ability to just like, you know who mm-hmm. you are. And owning that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I mean, it's on me, like what we're talking about. It's on me to quit that. Yes. If I don't, if I don't want to do it. Yes. And I know the parameters. I know yeah. the oh, environment. Absolutely. Yes. So if I'm going, I mean, it's on me at this point to quit. And if I want yeah. to stay in it, I need to continue to do but my responsibility. You also are, you're not, you're not, you're not contributing to this based on, um, based on the obligation. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for your own satisfaction. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's that, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you're being forced to do something and you're just like, OK, I guess I'll do this. <laughs> like, that's way different. Yeah. Opposed to recognizing your own qualities mm-hmm. and your own beliefs and saying, you know what? Like, I'm going to live by that. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, Orwell, back to Orwell, he. Um, no, I wasn't wanted to pat you on the back. Still, well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate. I appreciate the pat on the back. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about Georgie. But about Orwell, I I think it's just interesting to me how 
many like people from across the political spectrum mm-hmm. want to put him in a box and championing him as a writer that upholds their beliefs and yeah. it's just like there's nothing across his span of body of work that would indicate that he would he, yes. that he wouldn't like if you welcomed him in and you brought like say you're con- like your CPAC right the conservative yeah. action conference and you brought in George Orwell and we're like, ah, he's the champion of the conservative cause. And he'd get up on your stage and literally call out all your hypocrisy. Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what's amazing about Orwell. But he wouldn't just do it to them. No. He would do it to everyone. He would show up at Bernie, what a Bernie rally yeah. and, and call out whatever Bernie was supposed yes, like a, hypo- a hypocrite for. So, I mean, that's, and that is evident throughout his body of work. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, I, I admired the hell out of it. Yeah. Out of that. I mean, I, he, I'm sure he had his he had his flaws, right? Absolutely. But uh, I mean, he's a man. I mean, he's a man at the end of the day. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. It was. It was a really interesting what kind of prompted dive. that. Just I was like I wanted I wanted once I had kind of dove into a little bit of Anne Rand. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what other authors are like are really influential in terms yeah. of the kind of thought that I'm the kind of philosophy that I'm really interested mm-hmm. in, which is like political economy, right? Um, and I was like, okay, well, Anne Rand is like on that libertarian side. Who is somebody who is considered to be more of like a conservative writer? Mm-hmm. That's how I've always been told Orwell was. He's like right. a staunch anti-communist. Yes. And quickly found out that's not the case. Yeah. He's just anti-hypocrisy, yes. even though he agrees with a lot of the communist messages. Yes. So it was interesting to kind of learn about him. Interesting. Well, we'll have to, I don't know. Have you read 1984 before? Uh, I have not. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll talk a little bit about it when I finish it. Okay. I'm almost done. It's There's not. a really good short uh, article that he wrote. Not really an article, but it's like a short story called "The Shoot an Elephant." Uh-huh. That one I have read. Uh, it's basically about his time in Burma. Okay. And like the, um, his role as a as a colonial police officer, and he has anyway. It's, it's it's good. It it kind of uh, he it's a really good ability if you know a lot about the British colonial structure or just colonialism in general. Yeah. It really does a good job of like holding a mirror up to imperialism and colonialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also uh, like down and out and no down and out and uh, it Burmese days is another good book mm-hmm. by him uh, that he wrote that in um, that does a good job of really highlighting um, the corrosive nature of like the mission like the the white man's burden we have to bring civilization yes, to yeah. savages yeah he does a really good job of like picking that out through oh, um, wow. through like a um a fictional story yeah 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 but it's it does a, he does a really good so job because good. he's the kind of guy like he would go in if when he was writing down and out in uh, london and paris mm-hmm. he went and would basically live with the work like the working class mm-hmm. and stayed on the street lived on the streets for weeks months at a time yeah to immerse himself into into that kind of world so he could write accurately about yeah, it yeah so yeah. he was he was, was a real deal yeah 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 pretty rare wow yeah i, I was like i was already looking up like biologies and stuff or what not biologies <laughs> biographies uh, biographies about him because um I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like reading Obama's book, like we have this perceived image or this constructed image even mm-hmm. of who somebody is. Um, that's why I enjoyed that Obama book because it was his words. Right. But then I guess a biography wouldn't be somebody else's words of, mm-hmm. of Orwell. But with the research, I hope, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's that Walt Disney one right there. <clears throat> that's a giant book. But it's book. it's interesting to hear just the daily in and outs of like what Walt Disney was like and what he did. So I don't know. I'm guess I'm more interested in individuals recently as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Did I tell you about like my opportunities to like do some research at work? 
Kind of. Like historical research and stuff. You were talking about it. Uh, we were playing games the other night. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's It's been... I've had some opportunities to kind of look look into the history of Clark County, mm-hmm. but most more specifically the courts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like one document that was constructed by somebody who didn't cite anything. And it's infuriating mm-hmm. <laughs> because now that I'm kind of going back over it, like how can you be, you know... It, it's 10 times the work now for me to either validate or challenge what you've said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's impossible. Yeah. It's inf- it's infuriating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I, I was saying this um, to someone recently. It's like, I don't, I don't say that I'm a, I'm a historian, right? I don't say that. Mm-hmm. I don't go around and that's not a title that I a- attribute to myself. Right. But if you're going to attribute it to yourself, and then not do shit like cite your sources, I will murder you. <laughs> like, it's infuriating. Yeah. Like, how? what are you talking about? Like, so I do not call myself an historian, but I will criticize like one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just bullshit. But I posted a picture on our Instagram of the first courthouse in Clark County. Mm. And I said wrong answers only. And we had some fun participation in that. But that was the first one. And I thought, like, just the designs of the first three were pretty. I hate architectural history. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but I thought the first three looked awesome mm-hmm. and almost kind of like gothic in some senses. Like, they were just cool looking buildings. Um, and then the third one burned down in, like, I think it was like 1900, 1902 or something like mm. that. Um, and then. No, the second one burned down. Sorry. Then they built the third one. And then the third one was, you know, if you're on Franklin and you're looking at the courthouse, Mm -hmm. it was right to the left where there's like a parking lot and some giant trees. Mm. It was right there. So they left it there while they constructed the new one, Mm. Um, which bums me out because it's gone. So they didn't have to tear it. I don't know if they had to tear it down to build the new one, but it's just like things like that. Like, oh, how cool would that be? To go and see that in person, but it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But there's, I mean, I guess there's some, quote, recent history in the building that I work in now, which is cool. And when you look at it, everybody knows what the courthouse is. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been fun kind of diving into Clark County history specifically and individuals in Clark County. And um, I don't know. It's kind of a neat place. Yeah. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. It's history, dude. Of course. And I've got, you know, full support on like, hey, anything you find that might be good to add to our history page, do it. Um, And then, you know, criticize as you see fit, which is awesome that I have that authority. For sure. (laughs) Um, In a sense. But I don't know. It's I haven't really found anything that I'm going to add or take away. But it's been nice to go through and seeing like some documents that have been constructed about Clark County. And I'm just like, dude. How are you not citing anything right here? Yeah. That's so much work for somebody to go do now. Mm-hmm. It's an opinion piece at that point. Nobody cares about yeah. your opinion. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many. There's like, there was one thing that the uh, Clark County Historical Museum recently posted a picture of the first mayor. And then in that document, that same picture, you can Google this document. I can't remember what I did to Google it, but um, if I find it, I'll post a link or something. But um, in that, it's it says this is. Um, it was a a judge in Clark County mm-hmm. with that picture. He that's was an- not a judge. <laughs> that's annoying. Yeah. So that right there in that document that doesn't have anything cited, the one of the first things we noticed that's wrong. Mm-hmm. How can I trust the rest of the document? 
I mean, you you can't. Right. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it calls into question the validity of everything, yeah. like all the other statements. Sorry, that's make. my history rant for <laughs> the year, probably. <laughs> uh, but it's been. I mean, it's fun. Like at at the heart of who we are. We love history mm-hmm. and you're going back to it and I'm finding myself to find, you know, I'm slowly kind of pacing my way back to it. Um, one thing that pissed me off, I don't know how you feel about this. Um, what does your bachelor's degree say on it? Uh, bachelor of Arts of in History. For who? Washington State. No, for who? For Jacob Arjoko. Okay. So my bachelor's. Okay, it says Jeffrey Scott Lopez. Mm. That's dope. My master's says Jeff Lopez. Really? What the fuck? That's annoying. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm so annoyed. It was mailed yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, sick. I'll check it out. And I look at it. It says Jeff Lopez. Like, could you? My name is Jeff. Like, I'm so annoyed, dude. And it's like 50 bucks for a reprint. And. I'll do it eventually. I would do it. I would do it. Yeah, you would? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just like, really? Yeah, I mean, if mine was printed Jake, just Jake Jokum instead of Jacob Richard Jokum, I would be annoyed. Yeah. I would definitely have it reprinted. (laughs) Okay. Okay, good, good, good. I just... And I would have done it yesterday. uh, (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I was just like, no one's going to see it. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a shit. No, nobody cares about your degree. No. (laughs) Clearly. Not even my employer. Yeah, no. Dude. They don't even ask. I just said I have it. They're like, okay. Like, is that how it works? Because I had to send, like, I had to send. Uh, I think I sent transcripts. I had to send, like, not the unofficial. A lot of a lot of jobs just wanted you to upload the unofficial transcripts. Yes, yeah. Social Security wanted me to, like, have official. the official transcripts. Sent to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so, I mean, it, in a roundabout way, my... Yeah. It my was de- worth it. My degree got me a higher paying job. Did I tell you about um, looking at the... I probably did. Sorry, my memory is shot. Um, the public service loan forgiveness? Yeah, you told me about that. Okay, It's yeah. amazing yeah. You're gonna, how much money you're going to save. You are too. Yeah, me too. So just pay the minimum for 10 years. I know. Don't ever leave where you are <laughs> until 10 years. Well, I'm really, exci- so I'm really excited. Like I found out that uh, our U.S. consulates have... Um, Social Security uh, Administration employees at oh. consulates for American workers abroad. Yes. And I was like, if I don't get in the State Department, because that's still my goal. Okay. That would be rad. I could be like, I could still work abroad. Yeah. And uh, I think that would be really cool for the kiddo to be able to live a few years in different, in different countries. Anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Then I could transfer from consulate to consulate. Yeah. So mm. that'd be really neat. That would be cool. All right, tell me about this Miami Heat stuff. This is sports, but it's the Miami Heat. Or sorry, Miami Dolphins. Miami sorry. Dolphins. It's um, it's deeper than just the Dolphins. It's it's multiple teams. And honestly, like the the lawsuit is a class action lawsuit well, against start the, at the top. League. What's going on? So Brian Flores, who mm-hmm. is a African American, he's a he's a black coach, was hired. Um, came out of the Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick coaching mm-hmm. tree out of New England, defensive coordinator, very good defensive mind. Uh, he was defensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl against the Rams, and that was one of the f- New England's better defenses. Yeah, very good coach. Everybody's considered him a very, very good coach. Okay, but he goes and he takes the head job in Miami, mm-hmm. and they completely tore down the GM, 
they fired the GM, they fired the coach when they hired Flores. So they hired Flores. So they completely re- went into a re- rebuild. Mode. Okay. They shipped off their top guys for draft picks. Okay. It was going to be like, and it looked bad. Like Flores' first like seven games, there were people saying like, they were like 0 and 5, 0 and 6, I think. Wow. And they were getting beat by like 20 plus points. People Ooh. were saying like, this team's going to be 0 and 6. Yeah. And then. But they were always playing. The thing was that they were always like playing hard. You always got the sense that, like, yeah, they don't have the players, but the players they have are fighting. They're trying. Like, you can see when NFL teams mail it in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I I've seen enough of it with the Jets over the years. Like, you can tell when a team just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, they're just going through the motions to get their paychecks uh, and get to the end of the season. Yes. When they knew they were still out of it and they weren't playing for anything, they were still playing hard, and that's like that is a compliment to the coach. Okay. I think, yeah, because it's like you're getting paid regardless. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're still out there putting their bodies through that yeah. for no real, for nothing else other like other than pride, no extra gains. Yeah, of I like, mean, yeah. like, yeah, you're kind of playing. You're kind of thing. playing for the next contract, right? Yeah. You want to look good so you can be on the team next year. But I mean, the good players are going to stick around regardless. Right. So everybody was like, and then he turned it around, and then they started winning, mm-hmm. and they finished the season, I believe, like seven and nine. Oh, like wow. They came back and really played well in the second mm-hmm. half. They were a tough out. They 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 beat New England uh, that year. Oh, wow. They beat uh, they well they kicked the shit out of the Jets twice, mm-hmm. um, and it like looked good. And then they came into this year, and everybody's like, "Wow, Brian Flores has really got him playing well." They get some more more players there. Maybe uh, maybe they'll be able to take a jump. Yeah. And then they started like the season zero and four this year. Okay. And then he like they rattle off like nine straight wins after that. Oh wow! And they barely missed the playoffs. Okay. So everybody's like, okay, well they're still part of this rebuild because he doesn't have a great roster. He's right. got a, he does has a limited quarterback, but they still look good. You can see it there. And then inexplicably, the day after the season, they fire him. Oh. And no one can figure out why. Okay. And then everybody's like, okay, like all of the all of the NFL pundits that yeah. I follow, well he's going to be on the short list. Even people who are like in the know, mm-hmm. are like he's on the short list of a lot of teams. There was like I think eight head coaching vacancies okay. this year. Yeah, he's on the short list of multiple teams to get a head job, coaching job. He's not going to be unemployed for very long. Right, doesn't have a job. No one's hired him. Okay, can't get in it. Like hasn't like actually like is interviewed mm-hmm. for a couple places. But now it's come out like he interviewed for the Giants head coaching position. Yeah, but. He says he has evidence that they had already hired Brian Dable, who's the offensive coordinator for Buffalo, mm-hmm. and only interviewed him because to fulfill the Rooney Rule obligation. What's that? The Rooney Rule is that you have to interview at least one minority coach before you can make your hiring decision. Oh, wow. So he's basically like, I'm, I'm being brought in as nothing more than a token. Yeah. Wow. And he's like, I have... He said he says he has proof that shows that Brian Dable had already reached a verbal agreement to be the head coach of the New York Giants before they even invite had him in for his interview. Wow. If that's true, that's like that's pretty bad. Yeah. And then he said he was he was fired for performance in Miami. Yeah. But says he has proof. Oh, no. That they were trying to pay him and pay the quarterback Mm -hmm. to tank games to get better draft picks and were mad that he continued to win games mm-hmm. when they didn't want to. Okay. If he has proof of that, yeah. The owner could very well lose the team. The team. Okay. Cuz that is that gets to the like integrity of the game yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. So, 
nobody like especially with how prevalent sports betting is these that's days that's what i was thinking the nfl that's does exactly not what I the was nfl thinking. does not want any semblance that games are being thrown yeah that's my first thought is like what if we attribute this behavior to gambling it mm-hmm. should be as appalling and shocking that somebody would do that for gambling or to do it for draft picks mm-hmm. yeah we know that it's happening oh yeah we know that teams tank mm mm-hmm. mhm but to like actually go to the steps of paying a player to do it. No, we don't know. That's an allegation. Yeah, allegedly. You're trying to get us. But sued, the dude. but the owner of <laughs> but the owner of the Miami Dolphins is an absolute like piece of trash. Yeah, it sounds so, like a lot of those owners are. Dude, they're terrible. Like they're terrible human beings. Yeah. There's one black coach. Mm-hmm. One black coach in the NFL. Yeah. And it's Mike Tomlin, and he's won a super and he's won a Super Bowl. He's with Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. 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 The the Jets have a um a coach of middle eastern background mm-hmm. and that's it okay so what's the claim here by this coach is he's he's claiming that it's systemic like basically systemic mm. racism yeah and he's trying to argue that um he's being discriminated against because of his race and i think he's got a valid argument wow yeah and he's alleging he's alleging that both denver and um he's alleging that both denver and the new york giants the denver broncos and new york giants are um only brought him in to fill a quota and that oh he's not he never God. he hasn't been ever he was not seriously considered on his merits yeah to be a candidate wow but dude how do you have a a league that is 70 percent black yeah with virtually nobody in positions of dis- like decision making positions yeah. or authority positions yeah you're, you're telling me you're telling me that that black players can't make good black coaches yeah like can't I mean, make that, good coaches that like, harks back to what we started with with ted cruz yeah right like why can't they represent coaching or do coaching you, you know how like even up until like the mid 2000s like into 2010 it was an acceptable argument to make that oh uh you know Black quarterbacks are really athletic, but you know they just aren't. They're not like the they're not the pocket type. It's the verbiage that they use, dude. It's consistent. Yeah. In sports. Yes. The vernacular. Yeah. To describe them mm-hmm. is always like, isn't it? Don't I, I? And I only know this like peripherally. Like I don't. I'm not. I don't care about football, mm-hmm. right? But like, isn't there like language like as far as like they're athletic, but they don't. You know, they don't have the IQ of a. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, They're, you know dude. Peyton, Peyton Manning is like he's cerebral. He he wins. Yes, that's he the wins. Language. He wins before the ball's even snapped. Yes, Lamar Jackson. He just he beats you with his legs. He yeah. gets out of the pocket. Yeah. And he ad libs and stuff like that. RG three. But he's not. Yeah. Well, he's not cerebral. I mean, yeah. he's, he's he's not that Peyton Manning. Yeah, type. he's not that Tom Brady. Wow, dude. But I mean, dude, it's rampant. There is rampant racism in yeah. the NFL, and whether he has the ability to actually like. I hope so. Go to the bat with the NFL. Yeah. My guess is there's going to be a settlement, but I hope he doesn't settle. Yeah. I hope he makes them turn over all of their documents. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Hold their feet to the fire, dude. Because mm-hmm. if it's systemic, change it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like, there's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Who have been in this, went to the Super Bowl two straight years. Yeah. And have been to the AFC title game four straight years. He's yeah. been the offensive coordinator there. One of the best offenses the NFL has ever seen. Dude mm-hmm. cannot get a interview. To be a head coach. And yet, retreads like Mike McCarthy in Dallas, 
who consistently underperformed in in New England. Yeah. Guys like Matt Nagy, who were just bad What's coaches. That dude from college who just got booted. Urban Meyer. Yeah. He was hired with no NFL experience. Yeah. Yeah. Hadn't coached a down either as a or called a play in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And was given like a six, seven year contract. Oh my God. How many years did he coach? One, uh, two? He didn't even make it out of the first full year. Oh my God. John Gruden, they hired him out of the box. Mm. He was out of the game for 10 years. He was in broadcasting. Yeah. They the uh Oakland basically backed up the Brinks truck and said, "Here's a blank check. You say the amount of no, you say the number and the amount of years." And he's like, "I want the X amount for a 10-year contract. A 10-year contract for a coach is unheard of." Yeah. And they gave it to John Gruden. Because there's this belief that like, well, you, you know, you look you look like me. I, I can I can trust I I can trust you. Wow, dude. It's bad, man. And you're it's just really putting bad. money into that league. Putting views into it. I legally stream it. <laughs> oh, that's how I justify it. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. All right, bye. Yeah. Now, some of you might be wondering, how exactly does one beat people like a sheep? Yeah.